0: Hello, and welcome to the Mach 1 Market Moment, where we provide financial information on topics such as investing, insurance, financial planning, and everything related to your money. A quick reminder that the hosts of the show are employees of Mach 1 Financial Group. This podcast is for informational purposes only, and nothing said in the show should be taken as investment advice. Employees and clients of Mach 1 Financial Group may maintain positions in the securities or strategies discussed. We upload a brand new podcast every Thursday, so be sure to subscribe To our show so you never miss an episode. Also, follow us on all of our social media platforms. We are Mach One Financial Group on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Mach One Market Moment. This is episode 55 today we're going to learn as much as possible about the david lee our founder and ceo we're going to do a three-part series kind of talking to each one of our advisors one for myself david and then one for mike frost and so today we're going to be talking to david and for those of you that know david You know, this could be like a seven-hour podcast, but we're going to condense it down to like 20 minutes, so it'll be good. It'll be like, it'll be the best podcast. Erica, you've got a lot of editing to do today. Yes, I do. Yeah, so this will be good. So we're going to just jump straight into it. A lot of listeners are clients, but not not everybody that listens is a client. So for those of them that aren't clients and that don't know you, give us kind of a quick introduction, just kind of who you are and tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Yeah, um, well, many of you probably already know this, but... um, I uh, I grew up down in Fort Smith, and went. my childhood dream was to be a fighter pilot because I watched fighter jets flying over the house all the time, and so long story short, I kind of lived the dream for for a good portion of my life. I got accepted to the Air Force Academy out of high school and graduated from there with a degree in computer science and then went straight to pilot training and uh, became a T-38 instructor pilot and also an F-16 instructor pilot then transitioned out of that after about 10 years active duty and started what we now know today as Mach 1 Financial, which I've been doing for 16 years now. And the Lord's blessed that, and it's grown from basically zero to to where we are today. And then uh, most importantly, um, I've got a wife and two children. My wife, Jenny, uh, my wife and I have been married for Twenty-two years. We've got a twenty-one-year-old daughter named Faith that's a a junior, just finished her junior year at University of Arkansas, and a seventeen-year-old son named Connor that just finished his junior year at Bentonville High. So that's kind of a very quick, high-level biography.
1: So you said you ten years active, two years,
2: two years Air National Guard,
1: two years International Guard. So just explain kind of that that thought process or the decision making that went into transitioning out and into the financial service
2: yeah it was uh interesting to say the least so I had been uh, like I said I was living the dream I mean I was doing what I had dreamed about doing from the time I was five years old literally um <clears throat> but I'd gotten to a point in life where I'd kind of accomplished everything I wanted to accomplish um As far as the flying part of the job goes so you you get to about your 10 to 12 year point in the air force and typically at least in those days you were they would transition you out of the cockpit and you would go to jobs at like the pentagon and stuff like that and you would start to transition more and more out of the cockpit so you're doing less and less flying and more and more kind of staff work and paperwork and stuff like that and that just wasn't something that appealed to me and so i had to make that decision at that 10-year point because you can retire at 20 years so i had to decide am i going to commit the next another 10 years of my life to doing this or should i just go ahead and leave now and do something else so after a lot of prayer and talking with my wife we decided obviously to leave the air force we uh got out of the air force through a program called palace chase which allowed allowed me to transit transfer my additional Uh, remaining service commitment, uh, from when you graduate pilot training, you owe the air force, like at the time, eight years, I think now it's 10 years. So I had six months, I think it was left on my active duty service commitment. And so I was able to transition those, uh, remaining months to the air national guard to serve with them. And at the time, it was a, I believe it was a three for a three to one or a two to one. So in other words, if I had six months left, I owed the guard 12 months or 18 months. Um, so anyway, transition out, that's a whole long story, um, but suffice to say that it was, frankly, a miracle. It was definitely the hand of God that allowed that to happen in the way that it did. So I was able to transition out of active duty and come back home to my hometown of Fort Smith, which was flying F-16s at the time. And honestly, at that time in my life, I really thought that I would become a full-time Air National Guard guy, um, maybe even an airline guy. Um, I quickly ruled out the airline thing because the reason I was leaving the Air Force, one of the main reasons was because we were gone all the time. And so I wanted to be home and watch my kids grow up. At the time, my kids were five and one, I think, age five and age one. And and I felt like I'd already missed a large part of them growing up from being in the Air Force. So I did not want to go to the airlines for that reason. So I thought that maybe I would pick up a full-time Air National Guard job, but it wasn't available at the time. And so I had to find something else to kind of provide for the family. And so I thought, well, what am I going to do? And I thought I had always enjoyed, you know, the market and managing my own stocks and things like that. And so I started interviewing with um, some different financial firms. One of them was New York Life. My parents' financial advisor, a guy by the name of Chuck Beal, heard about that. And he told my parents, he said, tell him he's making a big mistake. He needs to come talk to me. So I did. His office was in Hot Springs Village. I was living in Fort Smith, Arkansas at the time. And so I drove down to Hot Springs, met with him, spent a day with him. And uh, and basically he hired me on the spot after that first day and started training me in this business. So I was really, that was also a God thing, how that all, all worked out. So I immediately became, you know, kind of came under his tutelage, so to speak. And he had been a, he was a certified financial planner and been a an advisor for forty plus years at the time, and um, so that's how I that's how I transitioned into the business, and that was in two thousand five.
1: Gotcha. So, so you've been doing it ever since, right? Yep. And yep. Um, what, how would you say your background, whether it be specific to the Air Force or before that, or wh- wherever you want to tie it back to, but you, kind of your background, how has that shaped and developed your? philosophy when it comes to finances investing
2: yeah that's a good question and well you kind of see it in our mach one retirement flight plan today even something that we we have it on billboards around town and we talk to virtually every prospective client that comes in about our mach one retirement flight plan well that comes from my background in the air force so in the air force we would you know if we were given a mission we'd first have to start off by talking about what our objectives are what are we trying to accomplish uh, Zig Ziglar, I think, used to say, "If you aim at nothing, you're sure to hit it." Well, we we knew on on every mission that we would go out on what what would define success. How do you know if you were successful? You can only know that if you you have to start with objectives to know what defines success. So it's the same thing when relative to finances and planning your financial future. You first got to understand what defines success. What are your objectives? What are your objectives? What are you trying to accomplish? Then after that, we would take an assessment of all the resources that we had available to us. In the Air Force, it would take a lot of different resources to get the mission done effectively. Typically, our objectives were put bombs on a certain target at a certain time and make sure that we all come home alive. That was basically the the main objective. Well, to to get that done, though, like I said, it required several resources. You had to have that airborne radar called AWACS to give you the picture of all the threats out there. You had to have the air-to-air fighters to keep the air-to-air threats suppressed. Those are called the F-15 Eagles. Then you had to have the suppression of enemy air defense fighters to keep the surface-to-air missile threat suppressed. That was what our job was, actually, in the F-16. We were the seed players, the suppression of enemy air defense players. You had to have the bomb droppers, of course. Anyway, you had to have all these different resources, each of which had their own strengths and weaknesses, their own vulnerabilities, you might say, and strengths. Um, You had to employ each of them in a certain manner to achieve those objectives of everybody come home alive. So, uh, and it's the same way in the financial arena. Every investment vehicle that's out there has certain strengths and certain vulnerabilities, and it's our job as advisors to put those things together in a way that maximizes our clients financial survivability so to speak right so all to so to answer your question you know all of that really how you how do you here's an easy way to put it and i've i've said this through the years um flying fighters is a dangerous it was a dangerous business still is a dangerous business uh so flying fighters and accomplishing a mission in a high-threat environment is complex problem-solving when your life depends upon it. Financial planning is uh, complex problem-solving when your financial life depends on or that, or when the life of your client, the financial life of your client depends upon it. So it's the same w- thing today that we're doing, that I was doing in the Air Force we're doing today, which is assessing what the objectives are, assessing what all the resources are that we have at our disposal, and then coming up with a plan, a game plan, that maximizes the chance of survivability or success for our client. It's the same thing.
1: So you just laid out basically what, you know, how your background shapes what you do today and your philosophy, kind of encompassing what we do on a daily basis and how we help people. What motivates you, um, I mean, to keep coming in the office and keep going? Or what do you find most rewarding about your job? How... However, you want to it I'd say it's,
2: it's similar to what it was in the Air Force. You know, what was motivating in the Air Force was obviously the fun of flying, but the the teamwork and the camaraderie of accomplishing a mission that required all these different people and all these different resources and expertise to get the mission done. Well, that's also what I love about Mach One Financial and the team that we've built here. That. We've got a great team of people here. You know, Matt, you're obviously part of that team. Erica here producing the podcast is part of that team. Mike Frost, another one of our advisors. And then we've got Carol and Beth, uh, Susan and Connie and uh, Heather, Tammy, Rachel. Everybody that works here is a critically important part of the team. We can't get it done without each of those personalities and each of their various expertises that they bring to the table. That's what I enjoyed about the Air Force. That's what I enjoy about what I'm doing now is working with with each of these people in our office and people outside of our office. Wayne Fur- I think about Wayne Ferber at Alpha DNA and Jay Pestricelli at Zega Financial and using all these different people with their expertise to accomplish the mission, quote unquote, of as our tagline says, guarding America's wealth or guarding our clients' wealth. That's what I enjoy about it is the complex problem sol- problem solving when our client's financial health depends upon it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, transitioning a little bit away from work and all of that important stuff. What do you what do you like doing in your free time? What are you if let's say you wake up Saturday, you know, beautiful sunny sky. Jenny's <laughs> Jenny said, David, you can do whatever you want today. What are, What do you enjoy doing?
2: I'd say you know, fishing and flying are my two favorite activities. I would also add snow skiing to that, but I don't get to do that very often because it's, you know, I don't live close to the mountains, yeah. but fishing and flying are my two favorite activities. If, if I had nothing else on my calendar to do and it was sunny, I would typically want to be doing one of those two things or better yet, flying to, to a destination his... in order to go fly fishing.
1: <laughs> was that an invite? Did, yeah, this that's invite... right. Um, so, so you're obviously considered an, an expert and a leader, especially in our local areas in the financial, you know, in the wealth management space. So taking that and kind of running with it, if let's say you couldn't be a financial advisor, you couldn't, didn't have the opportunity to keep doing what you're doing, what would you be doing instead?
2: I'd, you know, I'd probably go back to, in fact, I, Lord willing, I'd, I plan to do this uh, post retirement is a. Uh, going back to flight instruct and instructing probably. Uh, I enjoy teaching. I think that's an important part of what we do today. Even in the financial field, we teach people a lot about options and puts and calls and how we use them and how to put together portfolios. I really enjoy that. I think you enjoy that too, about what we do. Um, and I think that's the, uh, teacher's heart in me, so to speak. I've always been that way. I, I've, was an instructor pilot in the air force. I mentioned that both in the T 38 and the F 16, I really enjoyed teaching others how to, you know, do what I had a passion for, which was flying. So that's probably, uh, you know, that's if, if money were not an issue, that's the problem with being a flight instructor. There's not a lot of money in that field, but it is something that I'm passionate about. So if money were no object, that's probably what I would. And if I could no longer be a financial advisor, that's probably what I would enjoy doing.
1: Yeah, I know. I do know you love it. You're always looking for an excuse to <laughs> go flying. Um, so last question I have, then I'm going to throw it to Erica. She's going to hit you with some like rapid-fire questions. But last question for me is what's, what's the best piece of advice that, that you've been given or something that's really stuck with you?
2: Well, I don't know if I'd call this advice or not, but this is – and you guys will be able to relate to this. You've heard me mention this quote before. Uh, It was a quote that we had to memorize in something called Contrails at the Air Force Academy. And it was attributed to President Reagan, whether he's really the first one that said it or not, I don't know. But he said, never tell someone how to do something. Tell them what needs to be done and let them amaze you with their God-given ingenuity. So, you know, you guys have heard me say that before, I'm sure. It's kind of my theme for how I run the office, you might say, right? I mean, I don't really get into the micromanagement or micromanage details. I, I want to hire people to work here that, that I think have the certain God-given gifts. You know, like if you're in marketing, I want someone who's, who's going to love that, right? And who's naturally gifted at it. Whether you've even got the credentials to be in that, you know, whether you've got a degree in marketing, I'm not so concerned with that as I am. Is that an area that you're passionate about, that you're naturally good at? Is this an area that you would work in even if you weren't getting paid. Like for me, that was always flying. We talked about that. I would, I would fly for free if someone uh, would let me do it. Cause it's something that I was, you know, kind of naturally gifted at and something that I love to do. Anyway, I don't know if that's necessarily a piece of advice or not, but, but that's kind of a, a good quote for how to, if you're in a leadership position, it's something that's worked for me for a long time to, uh, not be a micromanager, to surround yourself with people who are experts in their field and then trust them to do the job that God created them to do.
1: Absolutely. So, Erica, let's jump straight into rapid-fire questions. What do you have for David?
0: Okay. The first one is, what is one song that you know every word to? Boy, oh, yeah,
2: that's—I'd um, have to just think of something easy because uh, to know for sure that I know all the words to it, probably Jesus Loves Me.
0: Okay. <laughs> Shortens and Yes. <sweet>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What is your favorite spot in town to eat or hang out or whatever? Well,
2: you know, this may sound cliché, but it is true. Truly my favorite spot in town is home. I I'm a homebody. I like to be home. It's one of the things I love about where we live. We kind of live somewhat almost kind of out in the country. We're kind of away from town. And so frankly, I don't I don't understand The people who like to live in downtown Bentonville, with your, you know, where your window is looking right out into your neighbor's bathroom window or whatever, because you're scrunched right up next to the house next to you. When I'm home, I like to be kind of away from everything, so I love being at home. Uh, But as far as a, you know, if I had to pick like a restaurant or something, probably Table Mesa. I really like all the restaurants on the square in Bentonville. Mirabella's Table, their brunch. Amen. Highly recommend that one. That's that was a good one. That's probably what I would say. Is at the moment is my favorite it now is the the Saturday and Sunday brunch at Mirabella's table. That is an eating bonanza if you've never <laughs> <laughs> done that before. Okay, anyway.
0: David, describe your personality to our listeners in three words. I can
1: get Ginny in here to help if yeah. you want. to. <laughs>
0: um,
2: I would say definitely goal oriented. That's always that's something I've always been um, so goal oriented, uh, decisive. And uh, and productive.
1: I'd throw, in a, I'd throw in a fourth, actually. Everybody knows David knows David's extremely generous in all areas of life. So I'd, I'd throw generous in there as well.
0: If you could have dinner with three people, dead or alive, who would you
2: pick? Again, this may sound cliche, but it's true. I would pick Jesus just because, I mean, how could you not say, you know, your Savior, you know. But I'd say Jesus. I'd say George Washington, founder of our country. I'd love to, your dad would probably appreciate that one as a history teacher. Um, And my grandfather, uh, I called him Papa, but my maternal grandfather, um, I just love that man. And I think a lot of the personality traits I have today, both the good ones and the bad ones come from him. (laughs) So, uh, So my grandfather.
0: And lastly, just tell us one thing you're loving right now. So it could be a TV show or a podcast or a book or
2: anything like that. Yeah. I like, this is, uh, an app really. I like, uh, audible. I don't know if you've heard of that one. It's just, you know, it's just an audio book, um, app where you can download like one, bu- one book per month. What I like about that. And I've talked to Matt about this before. I know is that, you know, I've got about a 20 to 25 minute drive to work every day. And, um, and so it allows me to listen to books instead of just that idle time where I'd be listening to music or something. I can listen to a book while I'm driving to and from work every day. So, assuming I've got a 25-minute one-way drive, that's 50 minutes every day. That's nearly an hour a day, nearly five hours a week that I can listen to books. And um, you know, the more books you listen to, the more knowledge you you uh, have. The the more wisdom you're going to have in your toolkit, so to speak, to to handle the various things that life throws at you. So anyway, I'd say audible is something that I'm loving right now
1: awesome well that that was a lot of fun uh everybody who knows david you know loves david and for those of you that don't um i i encourage you to get to know him so that's all we've got for today as always want to throw in a quick thought of the day this one is from good old billy bob thornton and it's kind of a funny one he said i don't have a fear of flying i have a fear of crashing i think that's very very appropriate after speaking to a former fighter pilot uh as always, jump on the website, hit the podcast button, submit any question, thoughts, um, you know, topic discussions that you have for us, or you can email us at podcast at one fgcom We appreciate you listening to the show, and we look forward to you joining us next time on the Mach One Market Moment.
0: Mach One Financial Group Inc. Mach One is an SEC registered investment advisor located in Bentonville, Arkansas. Mach One may only transact business in those states in which it maintains a notice filing or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the Commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular skill level or ability. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. The information presented is the sole opinion of the speaker and is not meant to be investment advice. Mach One. Does does not provide tax or legal advice. You should speak with your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. For full disclosures, please visit www.moc-1financial.com slash disclosures.